A Cadmian Victory by M.J. Bradley Read by Sam Gabriel Based on the works of J.K. Rowling Chapter 19 Kindred Spirits The golden egg sat on a grime-speckled white tile. Patches of black mold speckled the grout surrounding it. The pale tiles spread to dirt-smudged, watermark-spattered walls. A short poem about Cedric Diggory's jawline had been scribbled near the sink inside a lopsided heart. He's not that handsome. Fleur poked the egg with her wand's tip. But the poetry is that bad. It's where so I'm jawline with defined. It wobbled, spun, then fell and split open. A piercing shriek filled the room. Fleur slammed it shut. Irritating, as always. She scowled at her reflection in the egg. Perhaps I ought to let Madame Maxime give me a few hints after all. Maybe the shrieking's even somehow the clue itself, rather than a protection for it. But I doubt Harry Potter is being given any hints, and when he would taste sweetest if I beat him properly. Back to the carriage, I think. Fleur cast her disillusionment spell, grabbed the golden egg, and slipped out of the bathroom, heading for Madame Maxime. Madame Maxime's huge frame loomed by the window in the common area of the carriage. Empty tables and chairs surrounded her. Fleur knocked on the door. Madame Maxime? Yes, Fleur? Madame Maxime set down her mug of coffee. You have a question about the second task? I was wondering if you knew of any creatures that emit such screams as the egg. Fleur patted the golden object. Madame Maxime smiled. I'm afraid I cannot say, but I would like to recommend you a book. I do not have it here, but Hogwarts's library certainly will. It is called Magical Creatures of the Water and Their Secrets. Thank you, Fleur said. But if the other champions know, they'll take the book out. Merde. She cast her disillusionment charm and ran for the library. Fleur stalked the shelves, running her invisible finger along the spines of the books. Magical creatures, magical creatures. Fleur's finger fell into a large gap. Fila, someone's doing their research. On me, no doubt. She frowned, but moved on. Ha! <laughs> Water creatures. Grindylos, no. She flicked through the pages. Mer people. The singing of the mer people cannot be understood above water. Any attempts to hear their singing above the waves will only be met by a loud squeaking. Voila! Fleur snapped the book shut. Merci, Madame Maxime. She abandoned her charm, then strode to the witch's desk near the exit. I'd like to take this out, please. You're Miss Delacour. The witch drummed her fingers on the book. Very well. Champions of other schools have permission to withdraw books. You've a month, but you can extend that time if need be. There's no waiting list. The task's further away than that. I'm afraid they'll probably need it for a while. She hid her smile. Can I keep it for a few months? Three? The witch nodded and tapped her wand on the book's cover. There's no waiting list. All yours, Miss Delacour. A door banged. Fleur glimpsed familiar red hair through the small window. Ellie Potter's former friend? She snatched her book off the desk and hurried behind the shelves. Marnie, come on, Ron Weasley groaned. Show a little mercy, yeah? Hush, the witch behind the desk hissed. 
Stop whining, Ronald. Hermione swept her bushy hair out of her eyes. Let's grab a table over there. I've stuff to tell you. Stuff about Harry Potter again? A stab of curiosity pierced Fleur, and she crept along the shelf parallel. I took out all the books on Vila, but they're rubbish, Hermione huffed. Clearly they were all written by wizards. Six chapters of drawings of nude Vila, and less than half a chapter on what they can actually do. Fleur stifled a sigh. Idiots. Vila have been around for thousands of years, and wizards still only see pretty faces and curvy figures. Ron snorted. Can I see those chapters? Hermione shoved her bag under her chair. No! Fine. Ron eyed the bag, then leant his elbows on the table. Was that it? No, Ron, that's not it. Hermione crossed her arms. There's something wrong with Harry. He spends all his time by himself. He avoids touching people wherever he can. He grimaces every time anyone raises their voice. Something must have happened at the World Cup. That Vila? So it's not about me, at least. Fleur edged a little closer. Still, they're not very smart if they think Harry Potter developed behavior like this over one summer. She pressed her lips into a thin line and sighed. It takes years to hurt someone that much. Years betrayed trust, failed hope, and fickle friends. Maybe it's a love potion? Ron screwed his face up. Or some kind of loyalty potion? Hermione covered her face with her hands. There's no such thing as a loyalty potion. Love potions require a close relationship to work, too. They inspire strong feelings when the dosed person thinks about whomever gave them the potion. So that's a no to both? It could be a love potion, Hermione said. But that Bulgarian Vila has no close relationship. His family have no magic. And we were there all the rest of the time. Ron shrugged. I don't know, then. I reckon he used his cloak to enter if he did, but I'm not sure about anything else. Hermione moaned and thudded her forehead on the desk. I should never have cast that spell at his wand, Ron. I can't believe I was so stupid. He loved that wand, and I broke it. He'll never forgive me. She made a strange half-hiccup, half-sob. Who heard him? He doesn't want me. He doesn't even need me. Ron grimaced, reached out, and patted her on the shoulder. I'm sure he'll come around, yeah. I mean, he broke his wand, Hermione. I'm be bloody pissed with you, and Harry was way more fond of his one than I'm fond of my new one. It's going to take a while, isn't it? I suppose, Hermione whispered. I just, I wanted, I forgot, I think sometimes I'm a bit too used to being right, Ron. I don't even consider being wrong until it's too late. You have better friends than I did, Harry Potter. A strange, soft, hollow feeling seized Fleur's heart. But it seems they don't understand you any better than mine did me. She squashed the feeling and straightened up. He's like me. He'll be fine. People like us always win. Always. Hermione sat up. I'm just worried. He's going on a date with Katie Pell. She doesn't like me very much, so that's not going to help. He'll find someone else, someone better at being his friend than me, and I'll never get another chance. Quietly? The witch at the desk hissed. Fleur picked her way back through the shelves. If he's smart, he'll try. But there aren't many people like us. She paused. Maybe I should talk to him? He has nobody, and Gabby's far away. She hastened to the nearest bathroom, slammed it shut, locked it, 
then shoved the plug in the sink and wrenched the taps open. The water swirled and splashed, creeping up the white ceramic. Fleur opened the egg and plunged it into the sink. The shriek shifted into gentle singing. She swept her silver hair over her right shoulder and dipped her left ear into the water. Come seek us where our voices sound. We cannot sing above the ground. And while you're searching under this, we've taken what your soul is. And how alone you'll have to patted her ear and cheek dry with a handful of white towel. That means the task will be underwater. My magic's hampered by the cold and wet. And you'll take something precious? She pulled the plug, dried her hands, and tossed the towel back onto the rail. First things first. To find a way to survive underwater for an hour? Self-transfiguration is out, since I don't want to end up as some mangled harpy when I try to revert back to my natural form and get stuck between the two of them. She watched the water drain out of the sink, then swept out of the bathroom. Oh, well, I'm better at enchanting anyway. There must be some way to turn water to air, or to recreate the bubblehead charm. Miss Delacour! A smooth baritone rang out as she passed through the entrance to the great hall. <laughs> you ball! I forgot to lean in my magic or disillusion myself. Blair swiveled taking in the glazed eyes and hopeful faces of over fifty students. I must the old be so weak-willed. Would you do me the honor of accompanying me to the Yule Ball? A lean young man with patchy beard and stubble offered her a smile. Sorry, she forced a smile, but no. Hope blossomed on the faces of all the boys around her. Feathers prickled beneath Fleur's skin, the bones of her face shifted a fraction, and heat crept into the palms of her hands. A dark-haired, blue-eyed boy with a neat, earnest appearance stepped out of the crowd and shot her a grin. "'Miss Delacour, my name is Roger Davies. I was hoping you would let me accompany you to the ball.' "'You would have made a better target for poetry than Cedric de Gilly.' Fleur's eyes roved over his high cheekbones and strong, confident jawline. "'Definitely a pure blood. There's a lot of generations of pretty witches and wealthy wizards in that face.' The boy's faces fell. Girls muttered through the crowd, throwing sharp, bitter looks at her. Every eye burnt on her skin as if she stood before them naked. I hate this. Fleur felt the tips of feathers start to slide through her skin beneath her robes. I wish they'd just go away. None of them are like me. None of them. Harry Potter entered the hall from the far side, hand in hand with the same girl who'd passed Fleur the Bouillabaisse. He glanced up at her, then returned his attention to the girl at his side. No. Fleur tracked Harry Potter's progress across the hall. I'm afraid you may not. Roger Davies gaped. Oh. 
Harry Potter's laughter echoed across the hall. He's laughing at me? Fire boiled in Fleur's blood. It took every ounce of pride to suppress the shift of her body. You should know better than to laugh at me like all those stupid girls used to. See how you like it when everyone's laughing at you. She drew herself up and forced a torrent of her allure into her magic, thrusting it out across the hall. A ripple of glazed eyes, vacant, dreamy stares spread over the hall. Fleur smiled. Now we're even, Harry Potter. Harry glanced round the room as the ripple reached him, then shrugged and turned back to the girl he was arm in arm with. Fleur gasped. Her anger vanished like the wind from the sails of a ship. He can possibly not have felt that. The girl beside Harry Potter glared at Fleur with white-hot fury. The fingers of the hand, not in Harry's, clenched into a fist so tight her knuckles turned white. Oh, Milt. A cold chill trickled down Fleur's spine. Feathers prickled beneath her skin. I tried to enthrall a boy in front of everyone. Melt, melt, melt. The girl started toward Fleur, ripping her wand out from under her coat. But Harry Potter caught her arm and whispered something in her ear. He gestured around them with one hand in a deep frown. They became locked in an argument of furious whispers. Harry pulled the girl back by her arm when she raised her wand at Fleur. She stuffed it away, then hauled him away into the corridor. He doesn't know what's going on. He's defending me. Fleur turned on her heel and strode out. Her stomach churned so much she feared she'd be sick in the corridor. If that girl's anything like me, then I've just become everything Emily and Caroline accuse me of being. End of chapter 19 For the text of this and other stories, visit alltheblankcanvas.com, as well as patreon.com slash theblankcanvas. Music by As I Walk Into the Abyss Blinded. QA assistance by Sakiko and Ohana. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch using the contact information on my website, which is located at sangabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.